Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let's Go Up Podcast Edition. Where we explore the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. We're your hosts. I'm Dean. And I'm Caritas. Hello, Caritas. Hello, Dean. You're right. Accent on there. The European version of Mm -hmm. my name. Mm -hmm. Caritas, today we're going to talk about the mystery of Christ. I like. Yeah. Can we do a Mysterion just right from the get-go? Why not? Because this podcast is all about the Mysterion. Mm-hmm. We're just setting the vibe. We're setting the tone. The tone. <laughs> yep. I was praying about what we should talk about, and I stumbled upon Colossians 1, 26 to 29. Mm-hmm. I was reading it. It rocked my world. You got stuck there. I got stuck. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we have to talk about that this week. Yeah. It's so good. You know, those times when you're reading the word and it just jumps off the page or there's this heaviness all of a sudden to it, this weight, this slow down, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, the Lord wants to say something in here. Let's savor it. Yes. Time gets yes. expanded. It's special when we can go into the word and meet the word yeah. and expect to meet him, slow down, listen, yeah. come in with an open heart. Go into the written word, meet the living word. We can almost start doing mic drops right off the top here today. Throughout the whole thing. <laughs> but that's why you have all these other buttons. We've got a lot of buttons here. Yeah, you've got lots of other sounds. We have sounds. Mm-hmm. We do. Speaking of sounds, mm-hmm. it's springtime. Yeah. Spring-a-ling-a-ling. It is coming. Mm-hmm. So you hear the birds. Yes. Caritas, and... two days ago, I was driving on my way to work, and I saw a dove for the first time. Okay. So I thought I saw our dove return just the other day. And? And I go out to the window, it's back. And it was a seagull. Seagull. (laughs) Yeah, that's the sound. That was my emotion in sound form. (laughs) (laughs) Your dove will be back. No offense to all the seagulls out there. No, they're great, but. Just the sound they make is a little more shrill than a soft cooing. Adeline and I spend a lot of time at the ocean. There's a lot of seagulls there and they do some pretty crazy things. They pick stuff up, they drop it on stuff. Speaking of birds dropping stuff, my parents were in Cuba or somewhere, some glorious sunny beach, and there's a group of people sitting there in a circle, and there's pelicans everywhere there. And one of the pelicans, I swear they do this on purpose, flew right over the group and just dropped, just let it go all over this one woman. And of course, the loving group of friends she was with all just burst out laughing. She was covered. (laughs) Anyways, luckily the ocean was right there. So it was just this salty bath. Right. right? (laughs) I'm thinking about one time, you know, a few weeks ago, Adeline was on the podcast and we Mm -hmm. talked about when we were in Spain. I do remember being in a certain park in Spain. I can tell this is a little bit difficult for you to share. It's not difficult. It's a hard memory. It's a bringing back a memory right now. Repressed. I still remember it. She was wearing a shirt with a green parrot on it. That you probably paid for? No, um, probably, (laughs) yes. (laughs) And a flock of birds flew over and all over her shirt. On her head. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not laughing because you're such a loving husband. <laughs> I wasn't a husband at that time. I was just a BF. But So you especially weren't laughing, right? <laughs> no, you don't laugh at times like that. <laughs> she didn't sign the legal waiver that she was stuck with you yet. Not yet. 
Yeah, I still had to kind of play it yeah, safe. Play it safe, play it yep. safe. But no, I swear they do it on purpose. You've got all this square footage that you could have done this in. The square miles. Miles. <laughs> miles. There's a whole world out there. <laughs> There's a whole world. What are so, we talking about on Let's We're Go talking today? about spring, Dean. The beauties of that's spring. That's right. Back to spring. <laughs> okay. That's where we were. We're getting ready to plant things mm-hmm. at our farm already. Mm-hmm. Sunflowers. We're doing a sunflower maze this year. Oh, you know, that's smart because it attracts the pollinators. I was just reading an article on how the monarch butterflies are struggling this year. And one of the things you can do to help them is to plant the types of flowers they like. And sunflower was on that list. Really? So you guys, you're playing your part for the monarchs. We are. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited. I didn't know that. There you go. Now you know. You're a hero. There we are. I've seen farmers plant rows of sunflowers all around their cornfields. Assumed that was to draw in pollinators because I assume corn needs pollinating at some point in its growth. Yeah. All plants do. Okay. Yeah. See, I knew that. <laughs> a couple of years ago, we partnered with a government program to help mm-hmm. pollinators. Mm-hmm. So we planted a whole bunch of flowers of different kinds that pollinators like. That's what I learned from you. The more that a blueberry flower is hit by a bee, the bigger the blueberry. That's right. I just thought it had to do with the GMOs. That's what I thought it had to do with. But now I know the big ones aren't necessarily genetically modified. They're just pollinated more. Did you know carrots were originally purple, but they were genetically modified to be orange because people found it a more appetizing color? Okay. We learn a lot here on Let's Mm -hmm. Go Up. Can you imagine what a purple carrot would look like? Yeah, a long skinny beet or something. Yeah. There is something to the visual display of food. These chefs, they're all about the laying it out in fancy ways. Well, it's that time of the year. So yeah. Okay. And it come pretty quickly. That was an interesting conversation we just had. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed our conversation on the birds and the bees and pollinating and purple carrots. (laughs) It all has a purpose somewhere. It all has a purpose. Maybe I shouldn't say the birds and the bees because that's already taken. What about the bees and the birds? You just reversed it. Not to be confused with the birds and the bees. That's right. That comes next week. We just don't know, do we? Go where the spirit leads us, what he wants to talk about. That's right. We go where the father wants to go. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like a sparrow does not fall to the ground, Dean, without the Lord knowing. I have a question, Cretus. Mm. Not if, but when your dove comes back. I like the positivity there. Mm -hmm. Are you going to make a proper birdhouse this year? You know what? That is one of the things that seemed to kind of peeve it off when I try to make more of a shelter for it. It wasn't a fan of the shelter idea. When I put the shelter up with a little heater, it just didn't like it. It didn't come near it, but maybe it needed more time. Maybe the color scheme was off. I think what it really wanted was to come into your house. Probably, yeah. (laughs) One day I might catch it for you, Dean, because I know you really had your hopes set on your bird sanctuary. You did catch it and then (laughs) let it go. (laughs) Yeah, but that was too early. It was more just get it used to us. See, we can catch you and we won't hurt you. Slowly breaking it in. Right. Building trust. Mm -hmm. First you break the trust so that you can build it again. No? That makes sense. (laughs) Maybe there's something in that. Maybe. Let's get started. Let's get this ball rolling. The ball? Into Colossians. Into Colossians. Yes. Okay. So let's set the stage. You were sitting in your cozy wozy chair. Yep. With your cozy wozy fluffy blanket and your nightgown and you were in the word. My nightgown. (laughs) No. We're just trying to get the visual image. Okay, wrong visual. I was sitting in my cozy wozy chair with my Bible. No nightgown. Okay, just regular clothes. Reading. Okay, reading. I felt Holy Spirit say to me, turn to Colossians. Mm. It's funny because I've been stuck in the Gospels. I spend a lot of time relating to Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
some people love Paul, and I do too, but it's always been secondary to me, to Jesus and the Gospels. So I was planning on reading in the book of Luke, and Holy Spirit said, Colossians. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I started reading Colossians, and when I got to verse 26, then the glory hit me, and I didn't get much further. <laughs> oh, man. Let's hear it. There is a divine mystery. <laughs> a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations. I like surprises, but it's now being revealed, unfolded, and manifest for every holy believer to experience. Okay, this is the divine mystery here. Yep. Drum roll, please. Living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing the back and forth game. <laughs> this mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people, and God wants everyone to know it. Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of truth. It has become my inspiration, this is Paul talking, and passion in ministry to labor with tireless intensity with his power flowing through me to present to every believer the revelation of being his perfect one in Jesus Christ. So that's as far as I got. Yeah. And then for about two hours, I was just sitting there full of glory, full of hope, and full of awe at the mystery of Christ. Hmm. Wow. I love that, how it starts talking about this mystery that was hidden, but that is being revealed. Mm -hmm. Just a little further on in chapter two, it says, this will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery, Christ. Wow. So the great mystery that nobody could understand was Christ in us. The more traditional translations put it, the hope of glory. Or as this one says, living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. You don't have that button yet? Not yet. Do you need me to do it for you? Okay. Glory. We've talked about glory. We've talked about Christ before. We've, We've talked, talked about all of these things before. Yeah. When Holy Spirit drops glory on it, mm -hmm. when you hear the Father speaking, you pay attention. Christ in you, the hope of glory, the hope of God being seen and known. We play a pretty exciting role in all of this. Yeah, we do. With him. Yeah. So then I started looking up things, as I often do. Classic. Classic, Dean. <sighs> started looking up Christ. I think a lot of people think that Christ is Jesus' last Mr. name. Mr. Christ. <laughs> Mr. Christ, please report to the, <laughs> the information you. booth. That's Mr. Christ. <laughs> For the longest time, the mystery to me is what Christ actually was. Mm. Not the fact that it's Christ in me, but I didn't understand what Christ was. Mm. And that's because it's a mystery. Yeah, it's not understood by intellect. You can try to explain it, mm -hmm. but what you really have to do is know it. When we explain Christ here in a couple of minutes, don't just hear the words. This is a living relationship. Mm. This is part of God that has come to reside inside of us, and it's a part of our union with him. Mm. And so outside of union... I don't know if you can really grasp the concept of Christ. Right. 
Yeah, it's outside of our own understanding. Yes. There's a lot that is outside of our human reasoning, which mm -hmm. is why he talks about this renewed mind. There has to be this flexibility in your mind to allow him to speak something that you couldn't come up with on your own or reason out. So let me just try to get this out. Jesus referred to himself as son of man. He's also referred to as the son of God. Jesus being the son of man, he was a man filled with the fullness of God. That fullness coming into the son of man created this hybrid between earth and heaven hmm. called Jesus Christ. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but that's the language that I see. We use language saying Jesus was fully man and he was also fully God. Yes, he was both of those things, but the hybrid that that created, hmm. that was Jesus Christ. That was a unique expression of life, something that hadn't been seen since the days of the garden when Adam and Eve walked with God and they had that same hybrid connection with mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. Adam was the son of God. He was also a man. And that combination created a being that was able to communicate directly with God, move between heaven and earth, step in and out of both worlds, back and forth. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing that was created in Jesus. The Christ actually means the anointed one. Christ is also a messianic word, meaning Messiah. So even the word Messiah actually means the anointed one. So it's this combination of a man filled with the fullness of God. Wow. That filling with the fullness of God, that's Christ. And the interesting thing about it is that we now have been filled with that same fullness. So let your mind go where Whoa. it wants to go. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. But we're talking mm. about something pretty extreme here. Mm -hmm. Well, we've said this before. How new is new? This new creation. What new creation life is this? What has happened? You're no longer mere humans. <laughs> what are we then, right? And I was telling you this before when I was thinking of the colors, red and blue. You right. mix them together, you get purple. So you have a purple shirt. If Adeline's in the closet, you're not going to say to her, Adeline, get me the red and blue shirt, please. What? The red and blue one. The one that's red and blue. You would just say, get me my purple shirt. Yeah. See, thank you. You're talking about a shirt, not a nightgown. Right? <laughs> yes. Your purple unicorn shirt that you wear to Walmart. Adeline, I need my purple unicorn shirt for Walmart. <laughs> my checkered pajama pants. Okay, these two colors combined make a whole new color. That's right. They can be separated into two separate colors, but combined, they aren't red and blue. It's just purple. It's a new thing. It's something new, yeah. Right? So so the combination of a human person mm. and the fullness of God filling that human person yeah. makes this brand new thing, mm -hmm. never before seen, never before experienced on earth, this hybrid yeah. combination. This radiant being. This radiant being, yeah. Oozing glory. Is that a good word? No. Oozing glory? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Philippians 2. But Jesus emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men. Then Colossians 2, for in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. Right. So there's these two. These two parts. Parts, That's yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Took on the form of a man, but in him dwells all the fullness of God. Yeah. That fullness of God is the Christ. Yeah. Wow. Christ in Jesus Christ in us, yeah, the hope of glory. Well, he talks about this incorruptible seed we've been reborn of. Jesus, born of Mary, 
fathered by God somehow in this virgin woman, and we are reborn with a new father, this incorruptible seed. I think the Greek used the word sperma for seed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very like fatherly, genetic, new beginning. And I don't know if we've begun to even grasp (laughs) just a microscopic version of how powerful and new that is. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm just always blown away every time the Father reveals more and more of how new we are in Him. The verse you just read in Colossians, for he is the complete fullness of deity living in human form. Very next verse, and our completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. Wow. So there you have it. Wow. You can soak in that for a few weeks. (laughs) Well, that's what happened to me the other night when I was pondering Mm. these verses. The realization that the same fullness of Christ that Mm. dwelt in Jesus now dwells in me. We've said this before on Let's Go Up, but let's say it again. We need to get rid of the phrase, yeah, but that was just Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's got to go. Yeah. I see everything but that in the word. Jesus left. He said, it's to your advantage if I go, Mm -hmm. because then I will send the Holy Spirit. And what he did is he he initiated a brand new race of human beings in his image, in his likeness. Yeah, wow. You know, and he talks about this all throughout the New Testament, about us dying to the old man and living fully new in Christ. Paul would say, it's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Mm -hmm. That whole, yeah, but that was Jesus, that's holding on to that old man, that old self. Mm -hmm. I have some of those verses here. So you're talking about verses such as Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Yeah. What does that mean, to be crucified with Christ? I no longer live. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. So the life we live in our body is combined with Christ being in us, transforming us into this brand new hybrid human being. Mm Mm-hmm. We are no longer merely humans. Mm -hmm. It's pretty powerful realizing that every day you wake up and no matter what happens that day, it's not just you, Dean, man, person experiencing this. It's the purple, (laughs) you know? It's the Dean and Christ. He's not just someone we pray to and ask for help or reach out to. He's actually in you and with you in all of that. And when people see you, they're seeing you and him. The words that we just read say it like this. This mystery of Christ embedded within us. Oh, yeah. What does embedded mean? Hmm. It's mixed. Mm -hmm. The colors are mixed. Yeah. You can't get back the blue and the red anymore. It's Mm -hmm. purple. Yeah. You don't see the two colors. No. You don't see the red and the blue. You just see the one. And it's like that when he talks about, you know, a bride and a groom, two becoming one one flesh. It's pretty profound and powerful. (laughs) Okay, Paul, in 2 Corinthians 13, now your souls will be strengthened and healed if you hold steadfast to your faith. Haven't you already experienced Jesus Christ himself living in you? If not, you're deficient. Wow. Do you not recognize? Jesus Christ. And you know what's even a greater mystery? This is not just a one-way union. This is a double union. Okay, 
I can get Christ in me, sort of. <laughs> but the truth is, Christ is in me, and I'm also in Christ. How does the double union work? Yeah, he'd say that I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me, and yeah. <laughs> you are in me. It's like this <laughs> funky artistic Funky combo. artistic combo. <laughs> it is so intertwined that it's indistinguishable, and it's a mystery. When I ponder Christ in me, and myself in Christ. I'm unable to ponder those two things in the same heart space. I can ponder Christ in me for a while, and I can ponder myself in Christ, but to ponder the two of them together, it hurts my mind. (laughs) I need a brain massage. That's right. (laughs) Stop using just your brain. (laughs) The spirit of your mind, right? You've got your brain, your logical thinking, reasoning, but then there's the spirit of your mind. We need more than just our neurons, (laughs) Mm -hmm. to live in the reality or the awareness of the reality of Christ in us. Mm -hmm. That's a big revelation, I think. For Yeah, and it produces a hope, a confident expectation of glory, future glory and present glory. We know that someday we will be fully glorified in our bodies, but we also know that we will become like him when we see him for who he really is. So I think the idea is that the more we look at Jesus, Mm. the more we look at Christ, the more we become like him. And in true Let's Go Up style, we don't have to wait. We can go there now. Put your eyes on Jesus and you'll start to be transformed. Yeah. The transformation will begin and hang on for the ride. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who's to say that we can't go to places where we're so glorified even being here on earth, that we completely bend time and space and become new realities Mm. because our eyes are on him and because we're so focused on his glory. When we look with unveiled face at his glory, we become transformed Mm -hmm. from glory to glory. So the revelation of Christ in us brings that hope. And we can go there now. We don't have to wait. It's something that's available. Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope Mm. filled with the riches of glory. Wow. Talk about the joy set before him. Yeah. (laughs) Seeing this, what was being made available because of his sacrifice. He came to destroy the works of the devil. Anything that hinders us from experiencing the fullness of God in us, the suffering he went through, there was this joy before him. And I often wonder, like, what is this joy before you that you endured the cross for, right? I have a theory. Yeah. Jesus was so excited about what he was giving to us Mm. and what he was making available to us and the fullness of what he was making available to us that he was giddy excited (laughs) even when he was hanging on the cross. Yeah. Mm. He was so filled with joy. We oftentimes think of Jesus in anguish on the cross, but he was filled with joy. Yeah, yeah. He had this physical pain, obviously being tortured, but his vision, he saw so clear, and he was looking at the future. He was the original futurist. He was. (laughs) Eyes set forward, okay? Speaking of the future, you're talking about Paul pursuing absolute fullness. I fastened my heart to the future instead. Mm. He dared to believe for this total transformation of us, of the planet. Creation yearns in eager expectation for us to be revealed. Why? There's this transformation, this 
original glory. Is that a word? Original glory? I think we've just come up with a new phrase Original here. glory. <laughs> Coming back. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's not just about us. It's about creation. We're included in creation. Yeah. And we are close to the heart of God. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But it's much bigger than us. Mm. The cosmos. It's about the cosmos. Is yearning, standing on tiptoe. All the dimensions of the cosmos. Mm. Everything is waiting. We talked about this. The mosquitoes, they want to be brought back to their original design. We're not meant to be annoying. (laughs) We're not meant to be swatted by horses' tails. (laughs) There's more for you, buddy. You've got a future. You've got a hope. You've got a purpose. Yeah. You need to find it. Yeah. That's what I'm going to tell all mosquitoes in my backyard this spring when they hatch. (laughs) Dean, Christ in you is the hope of glory for these mosquitoes. (laughs) I have another theory. I believe that pests and insects like mosquitoes, originally they had a job to do on the earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I believe that they were created by the millions to groom the earth. Not to make you itchy. Not to make us itchy, but to groom the earth, mm. to keep the earth neat and tidy. Yeah, okay. That's my theory. I'm sticking with it. Stick with it, Dean. Go strong. <laughs> okay. Where are we here? Hope of glory. Christ in us. We are God's temple. Don't you know that you're God's temple and God's spirit dwells in your midst? You are of Christ and Christ is of God. Mm. You're really strong in your Paul. I know. I just have like a flow of Paul going here. He was the one who carried the mystery. All through his writings, Paul talks about this mystery. He was the one that received it, and he got it from the Father. He's the one that first introduced the idea of Christ in us. Yeah, and I love that he never said, yeah, but that was Jesus. He said, I was the worst of all the sinners and this not his past. He wasn't sugarcoating it, but he left it all behind, threw it all on the garbage dump, goodbye, sayonara, flushed down the toilet, never to be seen again. And then he pursued with everything Christ and what was available, everything, running full force. Not that I have already obtained it or I'm already perfected, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which Christ laid hold of me. So God's masterpiece he created here, right? Like laying hold of transformation made available through Christ. Okay, I forget the things behind me and I'm reaching forward to the things ahead. So he ran straight this divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal, like reaching what Jesus was seeing. It says, for the upward call. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Okay, that phrase alone, (sighs) the the upward, upward call. The upward call. I just never really thought of that before, but that's why we're doing Let's Go Up right there. Yeah. There's a call. There's an upward call. This is why circumstances and situations down here, I find, they just affect my life less and less than they used to or once did. When you start to realize this upward call, there's so much more. And I want to go there. I want to give everything. I want to lay down my mind. I want to lay down my preconceived conceptions of why you died and who you are. I just want to lay it all down and pursue pursue you and look to you and let you tell me. There's so much in that language, letting go of the past, pressing towards a prize of the upward call in Christ. Can you read that again? Not that I've already obtained it or am already perfected. Okay, perfected. We're going back to that We're going word. back to this, okay? He's pursuing perfection. This is the, the direction I'm moving in, you guys. Okay, 
So I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which Jesus has also laid hold of me. I forget the things behind me and I reach forward to the things ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Most people think that upward call happens when we die, but we have already died. Hmm. We've been crucified with Christ. Our life is now hidden in him. So the upward call is available for us now in Christ. Yes. May the truth of this, what you're saying, what Paul's saying, what Jesus and the Holy Spirit are saying and the Father, explode within us and shift us into a new divine perspective. Yes. And we are pursuing what? Not perfection. Oh, wait. It is perfect. Wait. Create us. Yeah. Well, okay. Going. speak borderline things here, Paul. Okay, Paul, in Colossians, what we started this podcast with, he ended that little segment in Colossians 1 with, to present every believer the revelation of being his perfect one in Jesus Christ. That word perfect, there is the Greek word teleos. Teleos. It means brought to its finished end. Mm. Wanting nothing, complete, of full age, mature, perfect. Wow. I think this old mindset way of thinking that we can never be perfect. And yet Jesus says, be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. He doesn't say try to be perfect, strive to be perfect. He just says, just be your position as his son, yeah, made in his image with his incorruptible seed. Just receiving that and abiding in that and resting in that because this is how he's created you in Christ and then just removing all the reasons and excuses you can't be like him. Hebrews 10, 14. For by one offering, he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. Yeah. You know, I think the reason we get hung up on this word perfect is because we're thinking of it through the very worldly broken way. Just like we think of other words like submission. When you think of it from the fallen mind, it's tainted. But when you look at this word perfect, the way he's talking about it, it's not broken. It's just pure. And it's Christ in you. That's the perfection and that union and oneness with him, the perfect one. We can just receive that we can be embedded with perfection himself. Right. I love how you said that what we need to do when we run across verses and promises and language like this is not immediately put up walls and say, no, we could never be that. It's scandalous for us to say that we are made perfect in Christ. No, that could never be. I'm far from perfect. Instead of putting up that immediate mental block, try saying, okay, it's in the word. Because I actually have two or three more verses here. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels. That's going up right there. (laughs) To the general assembly and the ecclesia of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. So we are the righteous ones, Mm -hmm. and our spirits have been made perfect. These verses are all over the New Testament. So rather than saying, no, that couldn't Mm. be, say, okay, I actually see this in the Word. Father, give me understanding. Give me a revelation of what that means. Believe it. Like Paul, he pressed forward. I have not obtained this. Like He realized There was something available for him to step into and live in. And instead of making excuses or, yeah, but, oh, well, you know, you can't say that we're, he just pressed forward with everything he had. He's like, oh, 
it's there. I've seen it, this glimpse of it, and every excuse and every reason kind of just brushed off, not given this magnifying glass. It was just, no, that's not it, and just pressed forward Mm -hmm. with the upward goal. James 1, let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete. You said it, I believe it. Yeah, but what about this? doesn't matter, steadfastness in his truth, in his word, what he's saying, regardless of logic or analytical thinking or anything, just pressing forward with the upward call. In order to step into a concept like being made perfect in Christ, or to even press forward towards it like Paul was, you have to receive it with a new creation mindset. It's not something you can logically process. It doesn't work that way. Anytime you try to process that particular concept with your logical mind, All you're going to come up with is arguments of why it couldn't be that way. Mm. If you let your heart be good ground Mm. and you receive that word and you let it start to grow in you, then you can actually move towards it. Yeah. And like I said, the ultimate goal for all of us is that we will be like him when we see him for who he really is. Mm -hmm. But there's no reason why we can't start seeing him for who he really is right now. Just put your eyes on him and you'll start going that direction. How far do you want to go? Dean. Yeah. That was a mic drop. Oh. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mike is on the floor again. I wonder one of these days if he's going to just say, I am not going to go on the floor. I'm going to levitate. (laughs) (laughs) Could happen. Good. Weirder things have happened. True. Ask Jesus or his disciple. (laughs) That's very true. Yeah. I'm going to walk on water. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Wow. Okay, you know what just popped in my head when you were saying this? Listen to this. First John 3, whoever abides in him does not sin. But listen to this. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Ooh, Kiritas. There's something about seeing. seeing him. We get caught up on the, are you saying you never sin? Are you telling me? We get caught up on these arguments, but he's saying right here, if you've seen him, when you see him. Such a good point. He says you cannot sin. There's something about seeing him that's so powerful that Mm. all the reasons and excuses and logic, it's just gone seeing when you see him, when you see it. I'm going to have to ponder that. That will be something I'll be thinking about all week. Seeing him. We can go blue in the face trying to debate how dead is dead to sin or how new is new creation life. But seeing him, that's where the answers are. That's where the transformation is and everything is clear. Mm -hmm. And you can't see him for someone else. Like we each need to see him. I can't see him through you seeing him, through your experience. Otherwise, it's just in here, in my mind, logic and reasoning and understanding from your teaching. And I think we're so used to being under teaching and receiving our relationship with Jesus through that. When it's meant to be, we need to see him. Okay, Curtis, you're on fire tonight. Is that right? Is this making sense? Yeah. Pondering. See, we get here, we start like talking, and then you just need to edit out the first hour of our podcast. We need to see him ourselves. And it's the reason why when Jesus was talking to the church in Laodicea, he said, you're blind, you need ISAF. And then I stand at the door and I knock. You're going to open the door. The very next chapter, he's like, come up here. Seeing is very, very important. When we see him, we become like him. So all eyes on Jesus. I think that's maybe what we're saying here on this podcast. And the realization that Christ is in us, mm. the anointing, the fullness of God. I think what we can do to end this podcast today, Kretis, 
We're just going to read this passage one more time. Yeah. We'll just kind of leave it there and let you drift off into heavenland, mm. <laughs> into eternal places. Just ponder these words because they are absolutely mm. life-altering. They're filled with transformational power and they're filled with so much new creation talk and language that it blows the mind. Yes. Yeah. So... Wow. Yeah, he talks about the exceeding greatness of God's power towards us. Yeah. Be expectant. There is a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations, but now it's being revealed, unfolded, and manifested for every holy believer to experience. Living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people and God wants everyone to know it. Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and to bring every person into the full understanding of truth. It has become my inspiration and passion in ministry to labor with a tireless intensity with his power flowing through me to present to every believer the revelation of being his perfect one in Jesus Christ. This will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery, which is Christ. In the same way you received Jesus our Lord and Messiah by faith, continue your journey of faith, progressing further into your union with him. For he is a complete fullness of deity living in human form, and our own completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. Wow. Can I read that one one more time? Yeah, please. For he is the complete fullness of deity living in human form, and our own completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. Overflows. Mm -hmm. Completely saturated zero space for anything else but his fullness embedded embedded oh. okay wow okay Kratos that's where we're going to leave it today and for those who are listening and watching just spend some time reveling reveling that's a good one we haven't used that yet meditating on the words that we've just spoken mm. and let your hearts be filled and experience his glory. Expect his glorious glory. <laughs> Have a good one. Have a great week. Bye.